Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me Bessie mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. Thank you, everyone. Uh, <laughs> oh, for God's sake, we've literally just said, right, we need to make this one really professional. So I was going to do the whole, thank you for coming back to listen to Reading for Attention. We really appreciate your listenership. No. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. But before, because I never remember, I'm going to say all the things that you're supposed to say as a podcast host. Like, yeah. please follow us on... Oh, Please give us a follow. <laughs> give us a follow. Been <laughs> <laughs> in nineteen fifty four. <laughs> you sound like Claire Foy. Um, <clears throat> follow us on Instagram at at reading for attention. You have to say at twice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean at as in like I know at, what you mean, but as you just don't need to. Please follow us on Instagram at at reading for attention. <laughs> um, and email us at reading for attention at gmail.com. Yeah, we're just getting your emails. No one's emailed for a while. Can someone please e- actually no, sorry, David did. Thank you. I was David. gonna say. Sorry, sorry. Um can people email and also those one that one time that someone gave a 15 quid? Oh, that was fucking hell. How we flew close to the sun in theme of this week's book. Well, that I know. Oh, that was, and I thought that was just going to start the ball. I thought that was seed money. I thought this is just the beginning. I know. Are you still listening? The one who gave a 15 quid? If you still listen, can we have another 15? <laughs> <laughs> Inflation, I'd say probably about 18.50 now. Yeah, defo. To be honest. Did you ever spend that 15 quid? You know what? I don't think so because I freaked out about not paying taxes on it. Do you remember? So have you given it away to the tax man? No, God, no, but we'll owe them 20%. No, it was a gift. No, that's not how it works. No. God but damn it. anyway, it's still there. You know what I was thinking today? Uh, it's, it's to do with the drink, but it cost us three quid. So I, next next time the drink's expensive, let's use that 15 quid. Um, okay. To thank our favourite listener of all time. We love you. Mwah, our nameless associate. What would your dream sponsorship be? Um, it would be it would be like a, a Echo Falls or something. Yeah, nice. Like a really basic bitch white wine. Well, don't I be think... calling it that. Oh, sorry. In the best way possible. My dream sponsorships would be like what what Ryland gets. Yes. Like bingo and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would, would yours be? For a local Botox clinic. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Are you laughing so much from our podcast that you're beginning to notice lines that you didn't have before? Oh, you're making us want to get the bot. <laughs> the tox. <laughs> you you've had it once before. Yeah, I've had it once and I desperately need it again. I think I frown in my sleep. <laughs> Just pissed off. I'm so think- raging that I'm missing out on something somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Botox could sort out my vein? Uh, no, I think you if, pubs need that. 
But if they padded out my forehead so that it was the same, <laughs> it was flushed with my vein. That's filler. See, I'm oh. against filler, but I'm for tox. What's why? What's the matter with filler? Filler changes you. Tox freezes you. Ooh, that's a good slogan for tox. Isn't it? Freezes you at the. I remember we're at Michael's man's 60th, and this woman, fabulous woman called Karen, obviously. Um, oh, she had retired about five years ago and she used to have this pretty high powered job in, in operations for this big shopping center and was um, an area manager and was just quite fab. She never had kids, which I just think is the ultimate flex. And yeah. she said though something that was that really made us go, oh, she was because Michael said, do you ever miss work? And she's like, no, I'm the happiest I've ever been. She's like, I love my life. I just wish I could freeze time and stay this age because that's the thing. <gasps> when you get to my age, you've reached the pinnacle of life, but you're just getting older and older. And I was like, oh, oh Karen, don't say that. It's like, why couldn't she have got there at 25? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I was having a bit of a stress about this the other day because someone was talking about their life in thirds being like oh, oh. I'm, in the fi- I'm in the final third of my life and you can you can be you can be in your mid 50s and be like this is the final third are you joking i'm not yeah. halfway done at that point god no at least not in terms of fun you've got to take out childhood though as well so you start at 18 so by the time you're oh. 50 you're basically like i don't know 32 so oh. think okay, of it like that. that one time and I've told us on the podcast before, but this was probably over 10 years ago. Hmm. My dad is 64, so he would have been in his early 50s. And he said to me, yeah, well, I've got to be careful about what I read these days. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I've got to be really discerning because I would, I've not got many books left. I know, Paul, don't think about it. I can't think I, about it. But, but that's just simply not true. if he lives till 90 which he probably will he's got good genes he's got 40 years of reading books he could read every single book in the world um every yeah he could he could think he's being lazy yeah he is and also it's like well again you've got to knock off the first 18 years because who reads a child (laughs) (laughs) no I, i actually did what did you read a lot as a child yeah, I did. I really loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I'd, I, I think I definitely read more than most children. I don't know yeah. if I would consider myself. I don't know if I'd identify as a bookworm, but <laughs> I did read. I did read quite a lot, but it was it was all for attention, which I suppose is the whole point of this. Have I just spotted some mold on the wall? Uh oh! It's a good job you're leaving. Well, we're not quite yet. Bloody hell! Anyway, some mouth breathing. Oh no, do I? <sighs> no, I mean not in not because of the mic, because of the mold. Right. <laughs> e God, yeah, I do catch a whiff of me black teeth breath sometimes. Oh, um, <laughs> what you been up to? It's been a while. How many weeks has it been? We still need to change that intro, Sarah. Really yeah, I know because that's my job, and I'm I'm just so busy, but I can't tell you do, what I've been doing. Um, I have. <laughs> I've been at home recently. <laughs> My mum had a fall. Oh, and what? Have I not told you this? No, Christine. Oh. Condolences. What's the matter? So she called me the other week and I was like, what's wrong? Because I knew it was bad news. And she went, I've had a fall. And 
Um, I was thinking about it the other day, like, why is that so dramatic? Like, it was, it is dramatic. She broke her hand. She like scuffed up the bottom of her chin. She's all like, she's all shook up. But um, I mean, she's fine. I know. She gets to wear a splint. Oh, um, it's like get me one of them. Um, but she, I was talking with Gabe about it because when I was back home, I saw my pal Gabe. And I was like, why is it so dramatic? Like, what, what is, what is it? And she was like, it's that thing where it goes from when you're like, a y- well, my mum is young. She's in her 50s. But when you're younger, you fall over. But then when you're <laughs> it's, you had a fall. Yeah. <laughs> and Holly Molly Michaela Smell's mum had a fall a few weeks ago and broke her shoulder. And we were on the phone the other day. And I was like, for fuck's sake, we're now at the age where our mums have falls. <laughs> I've just like oh getting panic buttons. God, what? Problem is, if my man falls down, she can't get back up. <laughs> she really can't. For many reasons. One of them being that she's got two plastic knees and she can't kneel. So she can't Are get to the plastic? kneeling. I th- have I made that up? Mm-hmm. I think they're plastic. Um, what was the circumstances mm. surrounding the fall? So she was in the car park at the GP's. GP oh, surgery. Irony. Um, well... This is the annoying thing. She was going into, I don't know, get buds done or whatever. Fell. And, I mean, perfect. The only only better place she could have fallen was in an A&E car park. Hmm. But next step, GP, with your appointment already. Uh, did she go in? No. She went back to her car. I think she cried for a bit. Mopped oh, up no. the blood. And then oh, went into what? the GP. And obviously the receptionist was like, fucking hell. Um, but my mum just acted like that was the way that she always looked, with blood pissing out her chin. <laughs> oh no! I was like, "Why, Why? didn't you just say? Have you got? Can you have a look at my hand now?" Don't know. So and do you know what Pride comes before a fall. Well, for Christine Hopkins, it comes after. Um, oh. she went to A and E about five days after, so she reset her hand. So I don't. Know. Yeah, she, it was all fine. She's got a fracture, but yeah. So you went home just to comfort her? Well, I was like, I'll go home and like look after you. Because I was like, she, maybe she won't be able to drive. I can go to the shops mm. or whatever. But every time I was like, do you want a brew? She'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll make it. Do you want one? So she could crap at being looked after. So I oh. went home and was looked after for a bit. Um, that worked out well. Yeah, it was. Oh, you know, so good at being looked after. Yeah, me too. I just don't even think twice about it, to be honest. No. Um. We went out for dinner, though, on Friday night, and it was dead nice, so in a really nice shame, we were a bit oh, pissed. Yeah. Um, and then this group of women came in and sat at the table next to us and just booted off from the get-go. And I was like, you know what? And the the staff were wonderful in this place, like a group of, I mean, a gaggle of children were running the show. They, they mm. could, the average age was 12, no exaggeration, but they were dead lovely. Um and these women just were giving them shit from the get-go. And I was like, I'm going to fucking say something. I'm going to fucking say something to them because I can't I can't sit here and listen to these poor young children be abused by a group of women. And then I got up to go to the toilet and I could see my mum was like, oh, God, here we go. And then obviously I just pussied out. Oh, no. What did you what did you rehearse in your head? I just I just wanted to. As we were leaving, I just wanted to lean over and say, you lot are embarrassing yourselves. 
I thought that would have been really effective. Yeah. Yeah. But then there were six of them. So I thought it would it would have turned into a physical altercation because it's Preston and they would have mm. kicked my head in and then I would have been embarrassed. So Yeah. It wasn't worth the risk in the end. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but other than that, I've been up to sweet fuck all, I think. I can't remember anything, so that must be why, because I've been doing nout. Oh, I went to a cocktail making workshop a few weeks ago with my friend David. It was an old-fashioned making work- workshop specifically. Oh, fuck and that. we just thought we'd meet up for a quick... We keep eating omelettes before we go on nights out. So we met up for a quick omelette, had <laughs> a bottle of wine and a cocktail. Then we went to the pub, well, the place where the cocktail making workshop was. We were a little bit early, so we just had a little cocktail. Then we went in, got given an old-fashioned as we went in. Had it, delicious. Then we made three more old-fashioned's and drank all three and then we left went back to the pub had endless more drinks oh paul um we were walking to the club because you know you get to that point when you're so pissed and you can't like you can't really walk anymore you're just like i've got to dance in order to like be able i I need people to think that this is on purpose this lack (laughs) of coordination um so we were walking to the club and we walked past this children's park and said and played on the park for However many hours. Ooh, um, Nancy. Yeah, a bit weird. Bit weird. Bit weird. So how's sober life? Dead good, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. That was my first fall off the wags. Have you fallen off any more wags? Well, I fell off last Friday when I was with me, ma'am, and then went out after that. Okay, good. As long as you fall off the wags a couple of times a week, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you? You have been to Benidorm. Oh, I am back from Benidorm. I've got a glow. I look great. You I do? feel great. It was, whoa, it was an experience. I don't think I'd quite mentally prepared for what it actually would be like. Mm-hmm. It was, it a peak. oh, I mean, it was, I felt so young, which I loved. I was nice. Looked, like what when I was walking down the street, just like, oh God, he's young. So just, just, I just feel the seething jealousy as I strutted down in my backpack in aviators. So everyone um, else was in mobility scooters. Oh yeah, Sarah. It, it's now to do with mobility. Well, I mean, by definition, it is. They don't need them. It's <laughs> just getting about. Uh huh. It's bizarre. Um, did I tell you about the tap bass? You did not tell me about the tapas. So we'd been promised eight tapas, no, six tapas and a bottle of wine for eight pound, right? Right. Eight euros, no less. <laughs> and I was like, this cannot be true. So I went to Tapas Ali, and that's what they call it. Mm. Uh, and they, well, it, was, it was cheap, but it was like eight pound per tapas. And I thought, well, yeah. I've been fucking duped here. I've only come for the six, six and bottle of wine for eight and then michael's grandparents took one of this place for lunch called zodia we went inside it was absolutely teeming with people right uh-huh. and what you do is <laughs> when they say tapas it's a bit of a stretch it's it's a cut up baguette right cut oh. up like oh, right. baguette so you've got little circles of bread right uh-huh. all lined up in a fridge counter thing with just a little topping on top so it could be a spoonful of tuna mayo it could be <laughs> a hot dog <laughs> it could be 
just a piece of Spanish omelette on top of a piece of bread, right? What you do is you just point, I'll have that one, I'll have that one, I'll have that one, six of them, and actually a bottle of wine, although it was already open, like the cork was already out of it, and I just don't think that's for ease. I think that's for thing off is what they call it in the industry um but the problem is so i got this one that was a prawn but it it only looked like a prawn it wasn't a real prawn you know and they're a bit whiter and they've just like been reconstituted yeah yeah i chose to be six um and she puts them on one plate just squiggles herself around pops them in the mic in front of you 60 (laughs) seconds Ah. (laughs) and that's that it was oh my god what the word was it was very very economical intriguing um so that you eat, that was did that. you eat all six did you eat the prawn one i just was so intrigued that i needed to just try them so and also it's michael's grandparents because they just love anything that's a bog and obviously <laughs> i've never ever seen such a bog in my life so they were loving it so i was like mm, gorgeous um so there was that. And then the other major experience that we had was, well, we were taken to the bingo. Fantastic. We were taken to the bingo. Michael's favourite activity in life is, is bingo. So that was good. But they took us to sort of the outskirts of Benidorm. Uh-huh. And what was weird was none of these places were referred to as, as bingo halls. Turns out I Googled it and basically it's because none of them have any gambling licenses. So they're just doing it on the sly. So this particular one was called Housey Housey. (laughs) And the windows were blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) So it goes into the Housey Housey Hall. And I'd say there's a couple of hundred people that was absolutely fucking... Rammed to the rafters. (laughs) Rammed with cast members of Benidorm. Like it was... was wild and we played some games very expensive i'd say the one thing that's quite expensive in benedorm is bingo because i think that's where they get everybody to give the money but they won ruby bear in mind i'd say 200 people in this room ruby wins the jackpot twice bob wins the jackpot once so all in all it was 240 euros the one everyone was fuming because obviously they basically won everything it was fucking amazing. We ordered <laughs> two drinks and four appeared and it was just happy hour. And that's where it all went wrong because it was the local vodka. Ah, Jesus Christ. It was very, very nail polish remover. But drank it yeah. anyway. Watched the world's worst Elvis tribute I've ever seen. And the thing <laughs> is, I don't know if it was part of the act, but he was wearing a really tight cat suit. He was quite a, a big, bigger lad. And inside i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it and i'm just okay. gonna say it how it you. is oh i think yeah. there's a big delay now right I'll, let's all just stop talking and then i'll go <laughs> that took about 15 seconds <laughs> 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 i said it and then you went like this this is how long it took <laughs> Um, it's just the way you went. Let's all be silent and then I'll speak. <laughs> so it's like, you shut up. <laughs> right, holding your mic like Ariana. <laughs> that is staying in. Um, 
So I'm just going to say it as it is. It was so tight around the crotch that one side was his flaccid penis and one side was a massive ball, right? It was just oh. a full-on dog bun. It was absolutely uh. repulsive. And he just... Oh, I'll, I'll put the video on Instagram. It was, it was unreal. Um, Can I just quickly interrupt you there? Yeah? You, you're not going to fucking believe me. I had a dream about Elvis last night. And not only Did that, you? he was alive and we were just chatting. Wow. And I watched a Sopranos episode with someone who was obsessed with Elvis last night. It's very Elvisy. Didn't think you were into the Sopranos. No, so I, uh, I am now. It took uh, a while, but I really am. And actually, being in that bingo hall felt like the Sopranos. It really felt like an underground dodgy deal, which I suppose it was. But anyway, Benidorm, what a place. Um, Really glad I've experienced it. Michael's grandparents were over the fucking moon that we were there yeah which just lots of attention so oh yeah great trip great trip will you be rushing back um hmm that's an interesting question hmm. i think i don't know if i'd go just me and michael for a romantic getaway right um okay say say no more okay um right shall we get on with the book then yes let's yes let's this week's book is oh no, it's not by Susanna Clark, is it? No, it's by Madeleine 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 Miller. <laughs> Madeleine Madeleine Miller, right? It's the Song of Achilles by Madeleine Miller, and this actually pretty well came out in something like 2011. Did you know it that? Did. Oh, um, no, I didn't. I didn't know it. I read it before. Well, go on. It, yeah, it came out in 2011. Yeah, I thought it was much newer than that. So sorry about the recent book thing. But anyway, this is, it's got like over a million reviews on Good, Goodreads. Apparently it's sold something like 4 million copies so far. Shit. Uh, it is sort of a retelling of a Greek myth about Achilles. It's told from the perspective of, how do you say it? I would have said, Pat- oh, Patroclus, Patroclus, Patroclus. It's told from the perspective of Patrick, and he is... Paddy. <laughs> Pat. It's basically a bloody gay love story now, isn't it? It sure is. And the story, the actual myth is Achilles is a real nasty, you know, powerful, scary boy. Arrogant. Arrogant. Um, but in this, he has this very tender love story with pa- Patroclus. 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 Um, Patroc- <laughs> Patroclus. Um, and yeah, it's written in a very poetic, tender, touched me right in the tender lines. Um, gorgeous love story with lots of um, obviously fantastical elements. How scary is the man? Ooh, hated her. She's not like that in the film. <laughs> oh, scary. Is there a film? Are you joking? Troy? Oh. Oh, is that the same thing? Well, Troy is the is Achilles, and it's the it's all right. about the siege on Troy. Yeah, siege of Troy. Is that Brad Pitt? Uh, yes, Brad Pitt. I was going to say Paris Hilton, but it's not Paris Hilton. It's Orlando Bloom playing Paris. Uh, Eric Banner as um, Hector. Was it Donald Brand, Sutherland? Am I thinking of something else? You are. Am I thinking of Alexander? That what? Which one was panned? Which one was what panned? And like by the press, like your shit. 
out of oh it was panned okay (laughs) but it's amazing it's one of my favorite films rose byrne is briseis love rose byrne um donald sutherland is hector in paris's dad the king of troy were you picturing them all when you were reading this book no that's a disappointment that means it's a good book um anyway recommendation by my cousin sarah i believe Mm-hmm. Thanks for the recommendation. Sarah Jane Hopkins, what did yeah. you think? Oh, wait, the drink. Fuck's sake. I wanted to be professional. <laughs> the drink <laughs> is, well, I have got myself another bottle of my favorite Big Tom. Big tea. I'll tell you what, it is not disappointing. It's absolutely delicious. I'm having a Big Tom Bloody Berry. I've Greek- Greeked it. I've Greeked right. it up with olives so i've got black olives green olives a bit of feta you've put feta in I, your drink for fuck's sake it started to freak us out that i've got cheese in my drink but then yeah I that's rotten blue cheese stuffed olives oh okay, yeah. right. i've put some basil in is basil greek who knows but <laughs> it is delicious that's what i'm drinking oh nice lovely same <laughs> yes uh right what do you think what did I think? I mean, I loved it, Paul. Yeah, I, I feel really like you haven't. Well, you haven't loved one for ages. I feel. Yeah, no, that's true. This is yeah, yeah. I really, really loved it. Obviously, um, it was a reread from me. I love the film Troy, and I did a ancient myth, modern theory module at uni. I'm a big fan of the classics. Um. But I'm not a big fan of reading the actual classics. So, for instance, I've read maybe like 25 pages of the Iliad, which is what Achilles' home is fucking epic that Achilles uh. is originally in. Um, uh, yeah, couldn't get through that. The only way through this module really when I was at uni was finding modern retellings. And I think Madeline Miller is just the goat when it comes to them. Um I'm just trying to think if I've actually read anything by anyone else. Surely I have. Anyway, yeah, I loved it because I think the thing about classics is that everything is defined by, well, everything runs under the rules of the gods, like the fates and the furies and everything like that. Um, So everything is foretold. You know, you know, you know what's going to happen to Achilles. You know what's going to happen to... Odysseus, who makes a lovely appearance in this, yeah, you know, you know the story of um, Paris and Helen and Agamemnon and all of those people, but because their fates are, are told already, there's it's it you're able to detach from the humanity of the situation because a lot of whilst they were all very connected to the gods and they were some of them were like mates with gods and obviously some of them were demigods and whatever they're still humans at the end of the day. And I think this is a very, like, obviously it's a love story, um, but I think it's nice to be able to get the human aspect of these, not the human aspect, but just a human retelling of these classics. Like we all know Achilles' fate. um, And so there's no stakes in it whatsoever. And also, it's more unfair when you see it from a more human perspective. You're allowed to be like, oh, but I don't want that to happen to him, actually, because he's got this lovely romance and why can't everything just be nice? 
but yeah, no, I loved it. And I liked how it's so, so beautifully written. None of this, these great, like, proclamation. Is that right? Proclamations? No. Sure. That's what I'm looking for. Proclamation, like when you proclaim something. Proclamations of love. Would that work? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Whenever Paddy is, like, waxing lyrical about Achilles, none of it seems cheesy or overdone or I don't know it's just like a really unique fresh retelling on being in love and it also means that because it's in first person when Achilles is acting in a pretty straightforward horrible way like he's being arrogant and he's being um selfish and whatever and we can see that that's that that's clear in his actions because Paddy is so in love with him. We can't help but just be so in love with him too. And then it just means that this fate that he's given, mm -hmm. this prophecy, it's just so unfair. And that's what I'm trying to get at. It's so unfair and you feel really hard done by on his behalf. But that's not what you get normally with the classics. Normally it's like, this is going to happen to this person because that's just the way it fucking is. And you're like, okay, then. And usually they're balanced out. There's a lot of, as much as they do sometimes feel unjust, there is like Achilles got what was coming to him because he was a dickhead. And it's the same for like Hector as well, like all of these people, but they all get their comeuppances or they get rewarded if they're good. Like Odysseus goes through shit, but in the end he's rewarded with, he finally gets reunited with his wife Penelope um, after 20 years of this siege on Troy. And like, you can be like, okay, well, it's fair. But then obviously when you're actually in the thick of it with the characters, mm. you're allowed to just like indulge in the humanity or the lack of humanity and be like, well, that's not fucking on. Like mm. the bit, without spoiling it, but there's a little bit where one of them comes up against a god and you just know that they're not going to win that battle. And it's like, well, that's not fucking on, is it? That's mm. not fair. But you know, it's written, so it has to be accepted that didn't make any sense whatsoever but i liked it dead man mm, i felt like i was going to say something else about it but i have forgotten i thought that i think a, probably quite a popular gripe with this book will be the structure or no the pacing because the first half maybe even slightly less than the half is dedicated to them two growing up together getting to know one another, falling in love with each other. And then the second half is the Trojan War. So it's quite disproportionate in the amount of time mm. that we spend in each section. But I I liked that. I think, again, it, do, it does something to me that I don't know what... I don't know what the feeling or like why I, I like it, but I just love it when a book skips forward a couple of years. I, there's just something that's like implicitly sad about it because it's like... Uh, so, things have happened to these characters in this time that now I'm going to have to be forced to catch up on. And like, I'm going to feel sort of nostalgic for the characters that I knew and now they'll have changed and I won't, do you know what I mean? So maybe it's a sense of nostalgia that you get when yeah. books do that. And I really, I don't know something about it. I just really like, so it'd be like, you know, three years past and we're still, and um, this is, kind of well I'll give you a quick catch up but I'm not going to tell you everything that happened in that time and it's like oh, no but I want it um yeah, I like the way you said that and I yeah I, 
had no problem with that. I could have done longer at the first bit. That's my favorite kind of bit. Don't need yeah. no long war, you see. <laughs> um, and I feel like it. It's like you say because the story is set out. The story becomes almost incidental. It's a. It's about how they feel about each other, and it was just such a privileged position as a reader to be behind closed doors with Achilles uh-huh. because all you see as his outward persona which obviously is very violent and aggressive um but you see him as a child and you see how gentle and kind he is with Patroclus is it Patroclus or Patroclus I don't have the book with Pat. us Pat. P-A-T. just seems like a l- lovely sweet kind boy who just wants to take this poor little poor little kid under his wing because basically Patroclus does something at the beginning of the book that gets him banished from where he is with his family and he has to grow up with Achilles and it takes a while for him to know whether what he's feeling for Achilles and vice versa is is anything real and it's just so sweet and gorgeous I loved I loved seeing their love blossom you do start to make allowances for people and you do you do sometimes just think well I know he's just done that but you don't know him like I'm sorry I don't care Don't you don't know him. him the way that I do yeah uh, and you could just see that and I feel like that's why that relationship establishment was so important at the beginning mm-hmm. because then you can you just know like no matter what they go and they go through some pretty awful stuff as 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 far as partners go if you're thinking of them as partners like it's you know there's women involved in pregnancies and mm-hmm threat to life all the time but they just no matter what they see the good in each other and they stick by each other and it's it's really really lovely to read and that's why the end and obviously I'm not spoiling anything because you know the end but it's just so heartbreaking and then mm. the last line of that book <gasps> is in italics as well oh she, she knew what she was nice. doing there she fucking nice she's like I know you think you're finished but read this line read it's, this line stunning and just heartbreaking and I think did you cry I don't yeah I'm not a crier am I but I cried figuratively (laughs) great (laughs) no I only cry at sort of real life (laughs) no like I cry at um long lost family stuff like that right okay yeah but yeah baby I thought it was, so did my cousin. That's what she said when she, when she recommended it. I thought it was beautiful. And yeah, God, that mother. His mother's a mm-hmm. what? A god. Peter's. Yeah, she's a sea nymph. Goddess, sea nymph. And she's terrifying and you never really know. I mean, it just seems like she fucking hates Patroclus. Patroclus. Um, and she keeps appearing. She's an omniscient character. Mm. She sees them all the time. And, and then she'll appear and she'll say nasty things. And I won't ruin this bit, but you know, there's a shocker with her, which yeah. is, yeah, very well bloody written. She took 10 years Wait. to write it. So oh, my beautiful. God, I know that bit was, that was. Yeah, because he wasn't going to, and then she does it. She doesn't say yeah. it, but she does it, and I thought that was just yeah. incredible, incredible. 10 years to write. Do you think it's worth the 10 years? Yeah, I do, actually. Because there's two layers to it. There's the the love story which mm. as far as love stories go, I think it was pretty like, it, I'd never fe- it felt like I hadn't read anything like it before. Mm. And I mean, even in just the, like, you know how, God, you know how in Young Mungo, when they're mm-hmm. describing each other and um, 
Mungo's talking about like the light coming through James's sticky out ears and whatever. And it's this like tiny attention to detail that makes you think, oh, well, Douglas Stewart has seen that. Like that's yeah. that's not just something that he's imagined. He's seen that. Yeah. I don't know, something there was similar I don't know, maybe it's this description of people's bodies in a way that isn't like outwardly what you would or like what you would immediately perceive as like beautiful and something to love like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't too keen on the constant mention of his flashing pink feet but uh, <laughs> the soles of his feet but I, I guess that really uh highlight like, so. was, the, was like the life of him that really was like the life of him you know his, his hair and his feet flash yeah. um, um and I don't know there was just something it was a very like fresh take on a love story between two people but then there's uh-huh. the layer of the actual accuracy of the myth yeah i mean uh, there was no right answer to that question i just thought i'd pose it but um it's an oxymoron as well isn't it the accuracy of the myth <laughs> <laughs> oh i get you um but no you're right i mean finding a way to write about falling in love with someone in a not sound cliche and it be yeah. completely fresh and really be- like trying to get someone to believe it even though it's not their version of falling in love it's I mean, pretty much an impossible task, isn't it? And you see people fail time and time again. <laughs> so yeah, for it was, her it to was, do that. I think writing something over 10 years means that she, like these characters aren't just characters to her. They're, they're actual people. So it's not like she's fabricating a love story. She's retelling it or something. Mm. I don't know. There's some, there was such a depth to it where. So you don't think like, she's just a bit lazy? Well, I, I don't know. I was kind of pissed off when I figured it out because I was like, <gasps> you know, she's had a whole career before this book came out. And then I was like, oh, no, she actually graduated from uni and started the book. Fuck. Yeah, she needs, I mean, she could have got a job is all I'm saying. But it's a very good yeah. book. She did. She's a lecturer. No, no, I mean a real job. Oh, right. Okay. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah. Oh, have you got any lines? We haven't done lines in a while. Yeah, I do. I kind of want to read the last one. I know. Used. If you if you if you don't read this book, just read the last line. Oh God, I really I could barely see it because I was crying so much. <laughs> did you? So obviously you knew you know the story of Achilles, but did you know, oh. like when oh. there's a line he says, quite he like repeats a line when he finds out the prophecy, like his prophecy of Troy there's a line he repeats like how many times did he have to repeat that line for you to realize what had to happen um i don't i'm not sure i thought <laughs> <laughs> what did Fair he enough. say again so he, when says, he said that uh, for the, him to... the line yeah. is um well what's hector ever done to me and they always say it with like this like they're both them like ha, 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 he's never wronged me kind of thing what's hector ever done to me yeah at what point were you like okay well it's going to be oh i don't did know you did you not i'm not very good at stuff like that when did you realize the first time you didn't think that ever. i like to experience things in real time <laughs> i don't know to be fair i think i read this three months ago okay all right no i don't mean it like that because <laughs> i i actually read um this before i read one of the other ones so i'm all out of all out of whack oh why was his heel not more of a feature i i thought that um, Where was the chapter to... about the heel? Yeah, because you're like, here we go. I know what's coming. 
And also, <laughs> because we all know, we all know that Achilles dies. Well, spoiler alert. That's how he's meant to die. In heal. Yeah. I was really waiting for... And then he's flashing feet to her ahead of me and there was a, a small <laughs> gap above in this unnamed place on a leg below the calf. <laughs> the only above... place we've not yet named. <laughs> <laughs> and funny uh, enough, where his mother pinched him when she dipped him into the river sticks. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that, Madeline. But I think she was, I think, well, do you know what has always confused me about that? What? Because my knowledge, like I say, of Achilles was born primarily from watching the film. I watched the film when I was very young and then re-watch it quite often. Anyway, mm. is that you You wouldn't die, would you? If someone shot an arrow through your Achilles heel. Absolutely not. I know she's, but because he had his naked heel with no protection. Yeah, I mean, I, not I guess... Going a bit or something. Uh, that could have been a one-way poison the arrow or maybe because that's just, it penetrates that one point. And then his armor is shattered. His don't know. I mean, an arrow. I don't know if an arrow would go through my Achilles heel. Oh, I think it would. I think it would hit it, and I'd be like, ricochet <laughs> off. Yeah. I don't know if it would rub it. Kill it. <laughs> Give it a good I rub. Know. I don't really understand the arrow thing. No, isn't that a get, babe? Just that. If you fired an arrow, wouldn't it just quite quickly lose pace? Uh, Especially if you bow an arrow. I mean, how way? (laughs) Well, no. Okay. Fine. (laughs) Just asking the question. Uh, Right. Well, I think that's the best one we've had in a while. Yeah. I also liked how, you know, how they would say, Helen was the face who launched a thousand ships. Mm. I liked how in this she was like, no, eh, it was like 100. Achilles was the heel that launched a thousand dicks. No, that's not great, is it? <laughs> Hardened a thousand dicks. Hardened just, well, yeah, but I suppose just one dick, really. Mm-hmm. Achilles was the heel that hardened one dick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not uh, watched Troy? No, I don't watch shit like that, Sarah. You've got, you don't, there's something for everyone in there. There's a oh. twink, a bear, and a zaddy. <laughs> a zaddy? What's a zaddy? I don't know. Just thinking what Donald an Sutherland otter. could be. An otter, yeah. is that? Michael's a bit of an otter. Is he? Yeah, it's like, you know, quite... It's not quite a bear. Yeah, like a toned bear, I suppose. Silver, Silvery hair all over. <laughs> he doesn't have silvery hair all over. <laughs> Right. Okay. Cheers, double M. Thanks very much. We'll love you. And if we would have read that last line out, but it just feels really unfair for us to read the last line of a book out in a podcast. But I implore you all to do so and to read yeah. the song of Achilles. Don't expect too much heel action. <laughs> but expect a lot of foot bases. Yeah. Soul <laughs> action. Uh. <laughs> Right, what we're we gonna talk about now? I don't know. We've done what catching her. Now we need yeah. to look forward. That's the format. Oh, oh yeah. Two trains to Edinburgh. You are? I've booked two trains to Edinburgh. Get in. 
A, I've got a wild week that week. Go on, give us the Right. items. Because it's Sarah's wedding. Got so many Sarahs. Um, on Ugh. what the Saturday or something. And then it's Kate's baby shower the following Saturday. So Michael said, can you just stay in Newcastle? And I said, yeah, I'm sure I can. I'm very good. I go in the office all the time. So I'm sure one week I'll be able to stay in Newcastle. So he says, all right then. And then I get to work. Oh, and, this, and I'd already organised you. We're going to come to you that week. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. No, got a huge away day that day that I need to be at in Hastings, right? So my route is now from London to Newcastle for Sarah's wedding, from Newcastle to London to go back to work. Then later that week to go from London to Hastings and then Hastings to London and then London to Newcastle for Sarah, for Kate's baby shower. Then Newcastle to Edinburgh to see you and then Edinburgh back to London. All All in right, one well, week. you can make that one sound like less of a fucking chore. No, I'm absolutely <laughs> one. I can't wait. What are you going to do with us? oh, I'm going to do so much. I'm going to plan the whole thing. I'm going to put Michael's plan into shame. Ah, gonna I'm going to ram be. it. I'm going to ram it full of activities and fun. I'm going to force fun down your gullet. I love a bit of forced <laughs> fun, you know. Me too. Oh, I can't wait. gonna be Yeah, great I've got a I've got a hectic few weeks ahead. I've got a wedding honestly in two weeks. eh, the week this this is weekend season i've got not got a weekend free till august um Yeah. what's what's the wedding what are you doing It's in Seville. wow <clears throat> I'm a bridesmaid, but I was made a bridesmaid a little too late, Paul. why did someone drop Um out no, 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 no. I just I just scaled the ranks. But yeah, I'd been on the hen. The hen was fab, loads and loads of fun. And then afterwards, the bride messaged me and was like, uh, don't know why I didn't ask you to be a bridesmaid eight months ago when I was planning the wedding. Please leave me one now. And I said, God. absolutely. But I've already bought my dress that doesn't really fit in with the rest of the bridesmaid dresses. So I look like I'm trying to upstage the bride. Oh, that's brilliant. Isn't it just? So God, yeah. you must have really that hen do. Paul, I think people forget because I've I've annexed myself away because I'm just too much of a good time. I think people forget how excellent I am and then I'm with them and they're like, oh. I'm like a fucking demigod amongst Yeah, the I presence could, of mortals. I could never forget how excellent you are. I think you have it slightly, but you'll see when you're in Edinburgh next. You'll see. <laughs> We've got it's Eurovision next weekend, you know, as in a week at the weekend after next. Just if you didn't know what next meant. <laughs> It is. It is. we Uh, are you, are almost you are you able passed. to get to Liverpool? Because a lot of We my friends are. have to cancel. Oh yeah, we're driving, but we're almost. absolutely purely and utterly fucked it because obviously we didn't get tickets i've asked all you listeners we didn't get tickets devastated i mean no one did and then they I thought don't know oh a single person that's going. Actually, how did oh that happen? someone with me was like i got free tickets i'm like oh fuck off um so we're like oh well we'll just go be there in the atmos it'll be fantastic Yeah. eurovision village blah 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 didn't realize you had to buy tickets for eurovision village <laughs> <gasps> oh, you're joking. Yeah, no, we had a panic, and what we've found is we've paid, like, £85 for an all-night drag show that's, like, you watch it, then you play bingo, then you watch it, then you watch some drag, then you watch the results, and then you have a disco.
Oh my god, that sounds fantastic. I know. So I'm actually, and I think that's going to be better uh, yeah. than the Eurovision Village because, to be honest, I don't like being outside and I don't like being in crowds. And think of the toilet search. Blech. I know, I know, I know. I just have to shit me knickers. So right, well, I hate to really fucking fast forward you, but I've got netball. Oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, let's do the book of the drink. Oh, it's me. Tis, tis. Come on, just quickly tell me the rest of your plans. Oh, God, I'm not going all the way through to August, babe. Okay. I mean, it's starting to be like me, man. This is what my mom does every Sunday. I know you listen, ma'am. All she does is like, I can hear her getting a fucking diary out. And she's like, right, so this week, I'm going to see Maria on Tuesday. I'm like, Last time she started, she started going on coach trips on our own. Quite cute. Yeah. She just read all of the different coach trips that you can go on out of the catalogue. I was like, ma'am, no. Sorry. <laughs> this is not fun for me. What, out loud to you? <laughs> oh, yeah, just out loud. No, it's how my mum tells me about how every neighbour, who they are. But then how I might know them, which I won't. Um, and it's through their dog so she said that's I don't know John Bradley's dad Who, who's John who the fuck's Bradley I find out dog cockapoo well, I pulled that out of my ass but oh. Ryan mum will know the cockapoo mum the ginger cockapoo anyway next week Paul or whatever we are reading really good actually uh, by Monica Lewinsky <laughs> Hasey Hasey H-E-I-S-E-Y are we thick what's going on i can't i can't do any names anymore (laughs) don't open that door okay we're gonna be reading that and we're gonna be drinking what would you drink if you were a divorcee it's about a woman who's just got divorced oh what i mean i do i drink like a divorced woman now yeah you do wine then what about what about something that's really good actually oh fuck you now He's done it again. He's pulled it out of the bag. Oh, I'm going to stop him now. Right. Let's, what is really good, actually? As in like something... Oh, that's really good, actually. Ooh, I wouldn't expect really that. That's actually. really good, actually. Um, mm, I think every drink is really good, actually. No, but some, some drinks are just really good. But not actually. What's really good, actually? Wine. <laughs> Let's just do wine. <laughs> we'll do. Sh- Why don't we get each get a tiny bottle of champagne? What about Chardonnay? Chardonnay is starting to become really good, actually. Actually. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, right. Okay. Well, can't right, wait. Fantastic. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear the new intro next time as well. Uh, Stop <laughs> setting me homework. <laughs> <laughs> right, I have a fabulous netball game and I love you lots and lots and lots. Thanks, babes. Oh, oh love God, you. Right, yeah. love you. Bye. Bye.